Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Wrestle Angle, presented by Extremely Awesome Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and joining me today, The Breeze. How you doing, man? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Extremely Awesome Podcast is proud to bring to you a tag team champion of the world, the Awesome Matt, the Bodyguard 3, the Extremely Awesome Podcast. So, anyways, uh, a little backstory about the, uh, about the name, the Russell Angle. Shit. Um, I actually used to be on YouTube before I deleted that, that channel, and that was called, uh, The Wrestle Angle. I was trying to do a, a YouTube, uh, thing, it didn't go very well, I thought what I was doing was so awkward because I couldn't, um... I didn't, I couldn't feel comfortable in front of, like, the camera, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, I tried to to do a video podcast with me, but you said no, so. So then, uh, and, and that's, and that's why I just couldn't get in front of, uh, couldn't get used to being in front of the camera. Um, if, uh, you know, and then uh, that's so yeah that's uh, and that was the name of it like uh, the Russell Angle and then and then I thought that would be pretty cool if I could bring that back in some way and then here we go um, the first like uh, my sister finally um, created a logo for us so this will be the first episode uh, with the new logo and I really like it the the logo has um has like a, a fist uh, you know in it and it kind of reminds me of the uh, old uh, rebellion pay-per-view logo that WWE had that back in the day mm-hmm. so I don't know if you remember that, but uh, vaguely. It like speaking of rebellion, that's what we're going to be uh, reviewing today, but not WWE slash WWF's rebellion, Impact Wrestling's rebellion that just happened not too long ago. But uh, before we get into that, I just gotta say, um. I forgot to mention this last week that I feel very uh, vindicated because uh, a little while back on my podcast, uh, you that you know that I like those who know that I did a monologue about how good competition is, and um, and saying that you know having com- like competition is good, and then. Like saying, like basically, the overall message is that the more competition, the better in like the wrestling space. Yeah. 
uh, because every time that like where like the less competition uh, is not good because of of uh, it'll eventually get stale and and uh, fast forward to when they announced that UFC purchased uh, WWE. Uh, Matt Hardy on his second to latest podcast, I think now, at this point in time, uh, he actually said exactly what I said, but in in uh, somewhat different words. But the message is exactly the same. If you want, like, if you are a fan of AEW or WWE, doesn't matter that. You should not want to wish the death of the competition. They, you know, because it's better for everybody. It's better for the talent because, you know, they got other places to go. It's uh, better for the fans because you get a better product. It's like better overall. And I feel so very vindicated because you, like, I, because I remember what you said after that uh, monologue. You're like, well, well, like, if everybody calls it AWWE, so you might as well just purchase the company and give it, like, get it over with. Yeah, true. It's, it's, be- it's, it's better to have WWE and AEW separate. Because it's it's better for for everybody, like I said, and not what Matt Hardy said. And this isn't the actually the this isn't the first time that I have been saying what somebody actually is or was in the business has been saying. Because I remember another time, Kurt Angle, like. To add context, he was talking about his time in TNA, mm-hmm. but it can apply. It can be applied for AEW as well. Um, saying that, like that, um, TNA at the time wasn't building their homegrown talent, and he said eventually you have to do that. And I've been saying the same thing before I went on hiatus. About AEW. Yeah. The same thing. And and uh, and then Kurt Angle. In one of his episodes. Of his podcast. Said the exact same thing. So. I just like wanted to get that out there. That, yeah. like, that I they said I was very. Like, I felt very uh, vindicated. So. So I was telling you this offline. I uh, I think I started watching TNA about maybe two thousand six, and I stopped watching two TNA in two thousand. I think maybe thirteen or fourteen. Mm-hmm. So all the. I mean, there's so many new people in TNA right now, and I don't like some. I do from WWE, some I don't. So I had to ask you, um, 
I had to ask you, uh, like, who's that? Who's that? Yeah, and and you know why? Because you don't you don't follow the product anymore. That's why. I stopped you know? watching. I think I stopped watching when um, I, I I really stopped watching when Shoka's thing was still popular, and I believe. Mr. Edison was still in the company, so that's how long ago that was, you know. And and out of all of the um, and out of all the things, personas like Joker Sting was like actually my least favorite. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I I did not like Joker Sting. Um. Personally, my favorite it, like uh, incarnation of Sting was Wolf Pack Sting because I love the colors red and black. So like when he had that red and black face paint, I thought that that was just cool. I know a lot of people uh, will, is going to say uh, the Crow Sting, and and that was good too. But the only reason why I like the wolf pack thing so much is because of like the red and black face paint. So. Yeah, I was gonna even hang out with the Raptors. That was my favorite thing. But he was like hang out with the Raptors with his baseball bat, and it was like only sometimes he would come down on a zip line and beat some ass. That's my favorite thing. So. Anyways, let's get into a sponsor real quick, and then we will like get to what our people click on for uh, reviewing Rebellion. I did I did not intend this uh like this uh, being <laughs> being ten minutes long, but it's okay, whatever. Uh, Carefree merch. If you haven't heard of them, you soon will. I wear them. They are super soft, super comfortable. They got hoodies, t-shirts for outdoor lovers to patriotic tees with like, so much more product that uh, like, is coming soon. So like, keep like keep an eye on them as they keep on adding more stuff because so much more are in the works. All their products are made in the USA. So if you like supporting small businesses and also want to support America, then look no further than Carefree Merch. The website is carefreemerch.myshopify.com. That's Carefree, all traditional spelling, C-A-R-E-F-R-E-E-M-E-R-C-H.myshopify.com. Dot com. The website will be in my bio link that I always like put in the description. Thank you, Carefree Merch, for sponsoring the podcast. All right, and we're back. We awesome. All right, um, let's get this uh, rolling. Motor City Machine Guns versus Bullet Club. So, Saban, like Saban and Shelly versus 
Ace Austin and Chris Bay. Um, this is like my notes I have here. This is the 48th Ultimate X match overall. Chris, like, this is Chris Saban's 18th Ultimate X match, giving him the record of the most Ultimate X matches in the company's history. Impact had back to back tag team title matches this night between the pre show and the main card. Yeah, that pre show was uh, wow. I'm not going to lie, that pre show was. Honestly, I feel this match should have been later on, on the card. Uh, lots of high flying action. Like Bullet Club retains in 13.05 runtime, giving it a 4 out of 5 stars. My pick was uh, Motor City Machine Guns. And and right off the bat, I have a record of 0 and 1. That's okay. Uh, me too. I have a total. I was. I was. Rooting for the MC uh, Machine Gun 2. MCMG, I was looking for them too. So, so yeah, the like I said, the match I thought was really good. Um, anything that like really popped out with you on that match? They did a move at the end when he kind of lifts him on his shoulders and he kind of hung there by his feet to win the match. That was. That was a great moment. I'm like, what the hell? Oh yeah. Um Ultimate X matches, they never disappoint. Oh they, no, they don't. They they never disappoint. That's for sure. And oh. who and whoever um and and whoever like came up with the ultimate X match is a freaking genius. Like, hey guys, I got an idea. It's like, yeah. It's like you know these things that we bounce off of. It's like, yeah. It's like these ropes, yeah. Let's put them above us. Like, let's put them above our head. Like, and um, make like an X, like, uh, like. You know, like you know, like like for, formation, and then hang like the belts up there, or whatever like we're fighting over, and and let's do that. God, I hope that wasn't Vince Russo's idea, cause that would suck. I have to give him credit for that. And and then you know, and then they're like, yeah, that like that would be cool. And see, that's the thing. I don't know who came up with the Ultimate X match, but whoever did it um, deserves like, definitely the credit for that. I hope it's not Vince Russo. Let's see if I can. Let me see if I can look that up. Ultimate X match. Because I do not want to give him any credit. I hate Vince Russo as much as you hate Dave Meltzer. I don't like Dave, uh, Vince Russo either. Um, let's see. 
It does not say who came up with it. Tommy yeah, Dixie. it just says that it's a signature type of uh, of uh, Impact Wrestling. And I was honestly burnt out because this was the third tag team match of the night. And I was just kind of burnt out at this point. Um, I mean... I, I was a little burnt out. Um... I I was uh, I was actually starting to get a little burnt out as well, and then after that was Jerry Dango, Joe Hendry, and Santino versus the Design, and and uh, that's actually in one of my notes that too much tag team action back to back to back. So um, it's my it's my okay. The more I went on to talk to one of the good ideas that the company had, which was the Ultimate X match, the more I learned that Don Callis is sometimes given credit for the match since the, he cut the promo from the match. But it was actually Disco Inferno who came up with the idea. So good on you, Disco Inferno. Yeah, like, he's a freaking genius, because, like, Okay, so Disco Inferno like, got the. I always liked him, especially when he was in WCW. Yeah, same. But anyways, back to what we were saying. So yeah, uh, too much back, not- back, back, back uh, for the like, the six man tag team match. Um, my picks were Dirty Dango, Joe Henry, and Santino. Uh. One of uh, the highlights of the night in this match, I felt, is that I call Joe Hendry's uh, Super Cena moment when he did like a fallaway slam to uh, two men. Uh, another highlight was uh, Callahan betrays the design. And. Um, Dirty Dango, Joe Hendry, and Santino wins in 10 minutes, uh, 50 seconds runtime. Um, I gave it a 4 out of 5. Um, that because uh, basically Callahan betrayed the design and Joe Henry's super Cena moment, I think that was like the big takeaways there. Um, what I liked about What I liked about this match is that it wasn't dragged on. I felt like uh, nearly 11 minutes was just the right amount of time to tell the story of this match. Yeah. What about you? I honestly can't stand Santino. I think he's in the huge ass clown. And I really do not like... I really do like, like um, this uh, freaking uh, Fandango. So I was uh-huh. kind of rooting for the other team. But that was the shock of the moment was him turning on his team with a baseball bat. 
which is a very sting thing to do. Yeah. And a very Callahan thing to do now. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, not really now, because uh, Callahan has always been identified with the baseball bat, like, Sting. Yeah. Um, sting just like how Trip... a damn thing, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, so... PCO versus Eddie Edwards. Last rights match or casket match. Uh, my pick was Eddie Edwards, and this uh, brings me to a record of one and two of the, of the night. Uh, the my note says here first singles match of the night highlights uh, PCO with the sand like Santan off the top rope. Uh, you don't see too many big guys. I mean, you see him a little bit more nowadays that does, like, some, like, high-flying action, but it's still more identified with um, with the smaller guys. Uh-huh. So, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. Um, highlight of the match, too. PCO dislocated his shoulder, and Eddie Edwards Popping him God. back into place by slamming him into the ring post. Oh my God, it looks freaking horrifying. His shoulder. We were like, oh my God. When we were watching, yeah. It, we were like, uh, overall, the. The match, I felt, was uh, a little boring. Yeah, um, And I said, and I thought probably because I still felt a fatigue of seeing so many tag team matches in a that row. Was, that was four or five tag team matches in a row, something like that. Yeah, between the main card and uh and the pre-show, yeah, four of them. Yeah, four of them in a row. That's way too many tag teams in a row. People are going to feel fatigued about that. I felt fatigued uh, about that shit. Um, PCO wins at thirteen minutes and fifty seconds, and. I gave it a two out of five, but I I did get give credit with the last two minutes had a lot of action, but does not help they like, help in the overall star rating for this match because I of the of the fatigue two out of five. Yeah, I I kind I again I found it boring. I really did, and I'm trying to say this, but. For a with, with it, you yeah, know. the the last, like I said, the last two minutes had like a lot of action, but yeah, for the for the most part, it kind of felt like a squash match, like because for the most part, because like it was mostly all PCO. I yeah, mean, I don't like well. PCO, or I don't like, P, like PCO, or hate PCO. Uh, I'm just like a meh 
on him. I thought he, I think he's okay, but that, but um, it this match was like it was almost exclusively all PCO. Yeah. Even the other uh, two bigger than each other. This match is boring to me. I give her a two out of five. Yeah, same, same here. Um, the next match, uh, which I felt like this should have been the ultimate X match, really. Uh, John Jonathan Gresham versus Trey Miguel versus Mike Bailey. My pick was Mike Bailey, um, but I really didn't care who won because I liked all three of these guys. But um, yeah. Bat was not very good with the backstage promo having no audio. <laughs> I, I the whole time, I can't hear you, bitch. Can't hear. Hear <laughs> you, bitch. Uh, what? What? Uh. Very, very fast pace. It was a very fast, fast pace, which uh, should be no, like no surprise for a uh, X division match. Uh, yeah. If you uh, if you tend yeah. to if you tend to blink a lot, uh, I'm sorry because you missed a lot of action and. <laughs> In this match, because like I said, of like the very fast pace. If you blink, you miss something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Jonathan Gresham was the first one eliminated. Um, according to my highlights, uh, hi. What I have to say, say all, all, all triple threats should be elimination. All fatal four ways should be elimination. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I agree because that way, way that um, it it um, it leaves uh, the fans like wondering who's actually going to be like the winner, you know? Yeah, I don't like that one and done bull crap, you know. Yeah. Um, highlights of the match: uh, the Ric Flair chop uh, war. I Woo! I loved it. <laughs> I I freaking loved it. There was like at one point that like that uh, Mike Bailey's like, come on, like hit me, and then uh, was and he was just like no selling it, and then um freaking uh, Mike Bailey chops Trey Miguel once, and then Trey Miguel falls down. Just like a sack of potatoes. The sound that came off his his chest when he chopped him sounded like a bullet. Oh yeah, and um, and then uh, speed like like speedball shooting uh star knee drop on Trey on the outside. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that standing uh. And I know, like, because he was like on the apron, and then he does like a shooting star knee drop. Oh man, that was that was great. Um, Trey Miguel retains by grabbing the tights in thirteen fifty five runtime. 
giving it a three out of five. I I gave it. I thought the match was really good. At this point, I still felt. I thought it was a bullshit finish. And wait, is Trey Miguel a face or a heel? He's a heel. Okay. But so, still, bullshit finish. Yeah. Um. I still felt like I was still a little fatigued from seeing too much of the tag team matches. Um, uh, and I mean, I get it that you want to showcase as much, uh, as as much of your stars in a pay per view as possible, but yeah. at the same time, there is such things of having too much tag team matches. Yeah. Um, and I said between. So between the fatigue and um, and grabbing the tights for the finish, that's why I gave it a three out of five. the The match was like very good. Um, had lots of action, but like so the, that's what my thoughts on that match is. Um. Here's like the match that I actually looked for uh, that I was really looking forward to. Team Dreamer versus Team Bully Ray. Uh this was actually the longest match at the night with a runtime of twenty five minutes and fifteen seconds. Um uh, I mean I don't know about you dude, but I feel like the the longest match of the night should be the main event. Yeah. And and um and this hardcore war match is actually does that is actually longer than almost combined of both of like the championship matches. And that put together like of the double main events here. Um, now, uh, my my uh, thoughts on the hardcore war match. Um, first and foremost, I feel that the girls should not have been in this match. I know. I was just about to say that. I'm like, oh no, Matt's not going to like this because the girls are going at the guys. Guys are power bombing, freaking the girls. And instead of the, of, like, I, I feel like they were unneeded. They were like really unneeded like for this match. Instead, I feel like it should have been Rhino on Team Dreamer. And Matt, Matt Cardona on Team Bully instead of Masha Slamovich and Killer Kelly. Well, I mean, I think he's GCW right now, if I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, I, I mean, Matt Cardona? Yeah, I think he ch- game changing. But I have to look that up real quick. He, like, he's still with Impact. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. He is with uh, GCW, but he's with Impact as well. Yeah. But, and, and, um, I'm, and the reason why I said, um, that I said Matt Cardona is because Brian Myers was on, um, on, on Team Bully. Yeah. So he his normal tag team partner. He certainly signed to Impact and the NWA. Yes. So, anyways, that's why I feel that like, like that's who I would have uh, done. Um. Yeah, and then let's see. I do think that that I did give credit to like the girls though on the, the for my highlight of the match number one, I put Killer Kelly's Death Valley Driver on the steel chair to Masha Slamovich. Oh. I thought I thought that was a very very cool. Um, like, did you see that chair uh, after she did that? Oh, that thing was bad. Yeah, there was no using that after that. No. How Masha was taking power bomb from Bully Ray and DDT from, uh, from, uh, the innovative violence. Uh, I also, let's see. Uh, highlight of the match too, the diving cutter through the tables. I thought no. that was my favorite part of the match. Was the referees? It was like five referees in the in the ring, and they all started beating that bully way for no goddamn reason. Um, that's actually another one of my highlights. Highlight match of the match number three: multiple impact refs attacking the ref, uh, attacks uh, Bully Ray. Um, yeah. Now, don't get me wrong; I like Bully Ray, but I'm like, I have never seen this a uh, day in my life where like the freaking referees just go ape shit in attacking a uh, you know attacking a wrestler, attacking someone of the talent. I mean, he was a hammer fist in his back. Oh, yeah. Um, I like Bully Ray. I like Tommy Dreamer. Um, yeah, I like... I like the member since ECW, as you call it. Extremely crappy wrestling. Well, the only reason why I do is because that's what uh, Jerry Lawler called it. Well, I grew up that's on where and I love ECW. And that's why I felt that Rhino should have actually been involved in this match. Is that because Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer were both in ECW with him. And I felt like that Rhino should have been, been involved. Nah. He was... I think he did a good job on... Um... With his buddy Heath. You know. And and see that's the thing. That I think that they should have done um instead of Killer Kelly and 
and uh, uh, Pinda Gujar or Yua Yumira, you could have uh, done Heath and Rhino on Team Dreamer. Maybe. And like I said, I just felt that Rhino should have been part of of the match uh, because I I felt like it would be like a cool little reunion for like, like for the their three like th- like having all three of their like uh e of their ECW originals being a part of this hardcore war match. You know, uh, there was a time in the whole, um, the whole pay-per-view, I was kept mentioning the other company, and you kept calling me a freaking mark, but, uh, it's a time where Billy Ray's buddy jumped in and interfered in the match, and I, I compared them to Roman Reigns, and you kept calling me a freaking mark. Yep, because like mainly because that you know like you kept on like saying like oh um that you know that that oh Jessica reminds me of freaking like like freaking Nia Jax or this and that and, and like uh, almost a whole entire night you were making like WWE references. Yeah. I'm like, that's why I was calling you a freaking mark. But, uh... uh so... Um, the, the right person won, which was, uh... Which was Tommy. Which was... Made me happy. Yeah. Um... The next match... Kushida versus Steve Macklin for the vacant Impact World Championship. Um, I popped here because uh, Nick Aldis, aka Magnus, returns like to Impact as a guest uh, commentator, and he like states that he is coming back to Impact Wrestling. Was have you? freaking match by the way and and this was this was uh I this was great I liked I liked um how Nick Aldis is now back to um in the, in the, in, uh, impact wrestling well I'm going to take the bigger man a lot of people, you know, to impact wrestling. Like Magnus, like Bully Ray, like uh not Chris Angel Cads, you know. Yeah. Uh Mickey James. Mickey James. Exactly. I think they're just doing it for nostalgia reasons. Just like what WWE did with back in the day. They brought back the Hardy Boys from WrestleMania. They brought back the Dudley Boys. They brought back all these teams, you know. Yeah, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. But they are like they are getting new talent too. Like they got um, 
You know, like for instance, they got where like where is he? Um like Bupinder, like Gujar is uh, like you know, somewhat of still of a new talent. Uh Champagne Singh is a new talent. Uh Jody Threat is a new talent. Kylan King is like a, a new talent. Uh, yeah. Like they are bringing in fresh people, you know. Yeah. It's not. It's not like they're focusing on bringing back all like their, their, you know, all like their older people and and whatnot. They are bringing in new talent, and they are bringing in in uh like their you know their uh, alumni. And and then and that's and that's good because um, Nick Aldis he actually um, had a great a great run in uh, in NWA and he, at one point he was actually NWA World uh, like champion uh-huh. like before uh, Tyrus. Um, that was the champion. He was like at one point he was the champion, and he had a very good run at that too. Yeah. Um. The highlights of like the match, um, Kushida's like fisherman suplex into a small package. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a small package pin. I thought that was um. I thought that like that was like pretty unique. Uh, you don't really see too much of of that. Yeah. Um. I could cheat her the whole time, but so was I. Um. He's like, and let's see, Macklin's failed spear attempt into like in the tree of row uh, of on Kushida. Yeah, where Kushida like goes up and then uh Macklin spears a freaking uh ring post, which that always hurts. Yeah. Um uh, highlight match three, um Kushida kicks out of uh Macklin's uh KIA and he's like, What do I gotta do? To like, like put this guy away. I just hit him with my best shot, and then Steve Macklin wins the vacant Impact World Title in 16 minutes and 30 seconds runtime. And then one of like the highlights. I didn't obviously call it like a highlight. Uh, uh, like highlight of like the match because it happened after the match. Steve Macklin hits the more with the title. Honestly, I was the whole time I was waiting for uh, Madness and him to go at it, but that never happened. Which kind of was disappointing at the time. 
you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, any. Anyway, the well, next. This is setting up man him in the future for the heavyweight title. I think it will be. Um, you know how I feel about two big guys going at each other. Yeah. Um. The like the like I gave this like a three out of five. I thought you know I thought it was good. A uh, good match. Same. Uh, the final match of the night is uh, Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perrazzo for the vacant knockout championship. Yeah. Um, my pick was Deanna Perrazzo and and uh, my, my highlights was uh, Deanna Perrazzo like doing the standing moonsault off the ramp. Uh, Deanna's uh, flatliner into a Koji clutch with uh, Jordan Grace reverses it into a bail pin att- attempt. Yeah. And let's see. The double headbutt Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo like both falls down. I gave this a four out of five. Deanna Perrazzo wins by hitting the green, like Queen's Gambit in a runtime of seventeen ten. Um, yeah, I think it deserved a four out of five because of the fact that um, that. For a good part of the match, it was like a stalemate. It could have gone either way. Yeah. The show overall, I gave uh, it a three and a half out of five stars. I gave it Uh, a three. It was good, but it didn't wow me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um. I gave it a three and a half out of five. My predictions was 43% accurate. So I was wrong tonight on this uh, night a lot more than I was right. Yeah. So, which I didn't even bat a whole entire 50%. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, sucks, doesn't it? I mean, sucks to be you, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. So, anyways, yeah, that's all my thoughts on on uh, impact uh, about uh, impact wrestling. And then uh, I read a, an article that Tommy Dreamer. After this hardcore war match, is going to be taking a uh, long hiatus because his mom's in the hospital due to a brain bleed. That's why his mom is in critical condition, and I don't blame him. I would oh, do I don't blame thing. him one bit. I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah, I don't blame him one bit. Um, 
And plus, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Tommy Dreamer, but with him being gone, they could um, hi like they could use some of that screen time that would have been for like earmarked for him with uh, showcasing some of the the other talent. Yeah. You know, yeah, like. Like um, showcasing Lindsay Dorado more or Laredo Kid, which is, if I'm not mistaken, another person that started out with AEW. Yeah, he was in AEW from um, like March 24, 2021 to March 31st, 2021. So he wasn't in there long. Yeah. He probably was like, uh, I, I'm going to bounce. See ya. He's like with Triple uh, A and uh, Impact now. So, so yeah, they could do like so they could showcase more of uh, Laredo Kid, Jody Threat, uh, Joe Hendry. You know, like they could showcase more of like the of like the up and coming now. Yeah. So let's so, see. Speaking of the indies, uh, Drew McIntyre might be joining the indies soon. He has left out every reference. On his Twitter page to WWE. Uh, yeah, but nobody knows for sure. It's just all pure speculation. Well, and and I know WWE is also having a tough time with contract negotiations with um, like with like with um Becky Lynch too. And Seth Rollins, I heard too. So, I mean, who who knows like where it's going to go? I mean, it's all just pure speculation. That's really all it, all it is. Yeah. So. Well, according to his article, it said they interviewed uh, Khan, and they said that WWE is going to be getting rid of a lot of talent now that they merge with. The, uh, UFC. Yeah, that's very may well be. Um, like we, you know, that when when somebody that when that when somebody new uh, comes in, and that's just not, uh, and that's just not uh, in uh, in this case. It's pretty much in every case, like of. Uh, <laughs> That you're going to want some of your new, like you want, like they're going to do some house cleaning and get some, like some of your people in there. That's just like what you know. Like look at look at Elon Musk. Like when he took over Twitter, he fired a bunch of people. Look at like look at um. 
you know, like DC Comics, like when, like when uh, James Gunn took the helm, he fired a bunch of people. It's just something that that is like typically done, and and uh, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I uh, like that, you know. Like, don't get me wrong. I like all three of the people that you mentioned: Becky Lynch, uh, Seth Rollins, and Drew McIntyre. I like all three of those people, but but on the other hand, you do have to sometimes um, get rid of people, and sometimes very big name people like Becky Lynch, Rollins, and and McIntyre and get and get new fresh faces in there because that that's going to keep the interest in the product they haven't done really very much with McIntyre I mean they put him in they team kind of team him up with Sheamus but that pretty much went nowhere you know. I mean, I mean overall, his his run in um, his second run with with uh, WWE has been an overall all success. If you think about it, because um, Drew McIntyre during this run became. Um, I think, uh, hang on, let me look him up. Drew McIntyre. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 Drew McIntyre. Here we go. Drew McIntyre. Um... Trying to pull up his accomplishments here. Okay, here we go. Uh, Drew McIntyre became during this run a a, uh, a, a NXT champion and a two time uh, WWE champion. Like during this run. He also yeah. became uh, a Royal Rumble winner, and and then let's see when let's see here when did he became a tag team champion with like with uh, Dolph Ziggler control. So, okay, and he became a tag team champion with Dolph Ziggler on September 3rd, 2018, which is also in this run. Because before, so before he left, he was only a one-time Intercontinental champion and a one-time tag team champion with Cody Rhodes. Yeah. So during this second 
during this second run, he won one more tag team title. He he won um, the Royal Rumble. He won three world championships between the WWE's uh, main roster and its um, like developmental brand. And he became the 21st Triple Crown champion. And so I would say overall, it's been so pretty an, much he did a, I, so pretty much he did everything in the WWE. So I mean, what's left for him? The United States Championship. He could have won yeah, the United States Championship, and he, huh? That's a major demotion. Not really. Um, because he, well, like, he would become to me, that's a huge down step in the card and down step in promotion. Well, uh, in, in, a, in a way, but at the same time, he would also become a Grand Slam champion, too, though. Because, yeah. uh, it, see, the United States Championship is the only championship Drew McIntyre needs to become a Grand Slam champion. Sheamus needs the Intercontinental Championship to be a Grand Slam champion. So, it, according to Inside the Vault, it says, and two white shirt partners, Khan pointed out to the cuts UFC made when he was purchased by Endeavor back in 2016. And in that, WWE is looking to make saving of at least $50 million. Which means... Yeah, that's not not uncommon. That means a lot of good wrestlers are going to get fired. Which sucks. Which actually is actually good for TK because he's going to probably end up getting those wrestlers in his bloating. Oh, I am I have a lot to say about TK, but we'll talk about that later. See let's see the thing is that that TK doesn't need any more former WWE talent. He just yeah. don't. It's already it's already like you know, heavily, I mean, like, granted, I haven't watched the product in a really long time, but back when I watched it, he was heavily favoring uh, former WWE talent as it is. Yeah, just like and, just like it, TA. And, uh, and he, he needs to, he needs to quit doing that. Yeah. Yes, having former WWE talent is good because it um it brings name recognition and eyeballs to your product. Yeah. I am not I'm not saying that they're not important. Like people are going to say, like, well, CM Punk is in AEW. I gotta check that out. Why oh wow. Oh well, Chris Jericho. Is in AW. I gotta check that out. Why? Uh, I see a puppy coming back in AW. I uh, I get I get the you know why they do it, like why they like sign former WWE talent, 
but but at some point, like I have been saying for a long time, and what uh, Kurt Angle was saying, you got to start building your own talent. Uh, Because, see, here's like a good way of looking at it. That that, um, having former WWE guys on your roster is kind of like renting a car, right? Yeah. Right. Eventually, you have to give that car back. The yeah. same thing in this in this scenario. Your your car that like yeah, having WWE like former WWE talent on your brand is good because um it gives it gives you like star power and name recognition. But that's only good for so long. Eventually you're gonna to have to build your own talent, like I have been saying. Yeah. So and yeah, because they because they are the few like cause the like the ones that like Blake Christian, Brian Cage, Brian Pillman Jr., uh Brody King, the yeah, like the yeah, like the the uh like the gun brothers, um like Darby yeah. Allen, Hook. Um, I hate to like use her in in the name that in a positive light. Jay Cargill, Jake Perry, they're going to be your future. They're going to be the ones that's probably going to be around, like uh, Layla Hirsch for like the long haul. Like not because like let's face it, Jeff Hardy. He's getting older. Matt Hardy is getting older. Dustin Rhodes is getting older. They're not go- like they're not going to be around forever. Right, well, At least not like not in uh, in ring capacity. All right. Well, we're getting off something here. The point is. Uh, McIntyre has won a lot of titles in the WWE. He's accomplished a lot, and I don't see where he can go now except for down. Well, he can all like let's see, he can win the United States title, like I said. Besides that, he can like he can also win the Money in the Bank. He hasn't done that yet. I thought he did. Nope. He won the Royal Rumble, but not the Money in the Bank. Ah, I thought he won Money in the Bank at one time. Nope. His, his entire resume uh, in WWE is two-time WWE champion, one-time Intercontinental champion, one-time NXT champion, two-time tag team champion, 21st, like 31st uh, Triple Crown winner, Men's uh, Royal Rumble winner, uh, Raw's uh, Gold Medal of Excellence, whatever that is, uh, two-time Bumpy Award winner, two-time Slammy Award winner. So, now that he, I mean, not going to return, 
Well, would you see him at? Would you see him back in Impact, or would you see him in in TK Company? Honestly, I would love to see him back in Impact. I'm not gonna lie, because like that like because that yeah, Impact has a little bit of you know. Uh, had some like former WWE talent in yeah, that company have, as well, but not nearly as much. People. Like not nearly as much as like TK does, and yeah, and Drew McIntyre has had history with uh, Impact Wrestling like before, and I would love to see him back. Because that would give Impact major star power, and and people would be like, "Whoa, Drew McIntyre is back! I gotta check them out." Well, okay, let's let's do it this way. Impact only has sixty nine people. Seventy now. He has over maybe over two hundred people. No, like Impact has seventy now. Oh, well, seventy. Which is not a lot of people. No. So. What about the impact? They're going to do a bingo hall, pretty much. I don't think Drew McIntyre wants that. But in order for impact to get out of that that stereotype, that they're going to need uh, more star power, and they're kind of already. They're kind of already Carter doing that. The Dizzy Carter was for TNA. They had a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of them were WWE people, but they had more people then than they do have now. Does that make sense? Yeah, and they and I feel like they need to. They. And like they like impact has fallen from grace a lot, but I feel like they they're trying to actually bring back like people. Yeah. And they're trying to bring back people, they're trying to to really I, I feel like they're really trying now of uh of getting their talent. You know, like getting their fans back. Yeah. Uh, so. So Impact has uh, seventy people. AEW has a hundred and ninety nine, and and WWE has two hundred and forty seven. See. Between. Between uh, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT in their farm system. Well, I'm just saying, both AEW and WWE have a bloated roster. So bloated that Tony Khan might go three hours. Even though he said he'll never go three hours. Even though it's technically three hours now with the news show they have after Dynamite. See, that's, that's, see and, that's the thing. 
And from what you told me, they might do a Saturday show now. Yeah. And 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 the thing is that that's what that's what brings me to last week's episode that they they could that WWE could cut as well as AEW cut some people go to Impact and well, could like, and already uh, think AEW has a great working relationship with AEW and ROH? And they and it would not hurt them at one bit. It would not hurt them. Um, of uh, you know, like I said, Brian Pillman Jr. I feel like he would do very well with uh Impact Wrestling and Dan Housing. Dan, uh, Dan Housing, I I think I said that. Ethan Page, I would like to see him return. Kira I, Hogan, I would like to see her return there. Uh, Lance Lucas Archer. Lucasaurus and maybe Archer. Uh, yeah, Lucasaurus and Lance Archer. I can see in TNA. Impact. TNA doesn't exist anymore. It's now Impact. I'm, it's still... TNA to me, damn it. You forgive, like, forgive me, folks. Uh, like, forgive him, folks. That he lives in the past. He That's still right. thinks it's two thousand and three. I'm going to take you back to the past. Uh, but like I said, like the stories, Ned Archer, uh, uh, Sky Blue. Uh, Maybe. Sky Blue, Layla Hirsch. Maybe I feel like they. In TNA. Uh, I would like to see return. the bunny return to Impact. Especially with the blade. I, like, like I was saying, that they could easily get, get, um, you know, like do some, like some cuts with. Both of these, uh, like both of these companies, and it would not hurt them one freaking bit. Well, not one. WWE, so, but I, I don't. I mean, like I said before, I don't see why it hasn't happened yet. Because, like I said, TK has a good working relationship with Impact, and many times, AEW people have gone back to Impact Wrestling. Like, yep. Like yep. I mean, he was still under contract with AEW, but yes, and, I see what you're saying. So I, I, I don't see how this had to happen already. Get out of that shit, TK. So, eh, anyways, I'd say that's a good time to end it there. Yep. And thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. And that was our angle. We will catch you later, guys.